Hello, and welcome to the Italian Threat Intel Weekly Podcast for the week commencing the 28th of March, 2022. In InfoSec news this week, a zero-day remote code execution vulnerability has come to light in the Spring framework shortly after a Chinese security researcher briefly leaked a proof-of-concept exploit on GitHub before deleting their account entirely. According to the cybersecurity firm Praetorian, the unpatched flaw impacts Spring Core on Java Development Kit, or JDK, versions 9 and later, and is a bypass for another vulnerability tracked as at CVE 2010-1622, enabling an unauthenticated attacker to execute arbitrary code on a target system. Spring is a software framework for building Java applications, including web apps, on top of the Java EE or Enterprise Edition platform. In certain configurations, exploitation of this issue is straightforward, as it only requires an attacker to send a crafted HTTP request to a vulnerable system, according to the researchers who made the initial release. However, exploitation of different configurations will require the attacker to do additional research to try and find payloads which will be effective. Additional details of this flaw, dubbed Spring Shell and Spring 4 Shell, have been withheld to prevent exploitation attempts until a fix is in place by the framework's maintainers, Spring.io, a subsidiary of VMware. This flaw is also yet to be assigned a Common Vulnerabilities Exposure Identifier. It's worth noting that the flaw targeted by this zero-day exploit is different from the two previous vulnerabilities disclosed in the application framework earlier this week, including the Spring Framework Expression DOS vulnerability, tracked as CVE 2022-22950, and the Spring Cloud Expression Resource Access vulnerability, tracked as CVE 2022-22963. Despite the public availability of -of proof-of-concept exploit code, it's currently unclear which real-world applications use the vulnerable functionality. Configuration and the JRE version may also be significant factors in exploitability and the likelihood of widespread exploitation. The ongoing Russian invasion of Ukraine continues to sow discord on both sides of the cybersecurity community, with the cybercrime group behind the development of the Raccoon Stealer password-stealing malware suspending its operations after claiming that one of its key developers has died in the invasion of Ukraine. Raccoon Stealer is an information-stealing trojan distributed under the MASS or Malware-as-a-Service model for $75 a week or $200 a month. Threat actors who subscribe to the operation get access to an admin panel which lets them customise the malware, retrieve stolen data and create new malware builds. The malware is extremely popular among threat actors as it can steal a wide variety of information from infected devices including stored browser credentials, browser information, cryptocurrency wallets, credit card information, email data and other data from numerous applications. The threat actors behind the Raccoon Stealer posted earlier this week to a Russian-speaking hacking forum that they are suspending their operation after one of their core developers was killed during the invasion. To quote this release, Dear clients, unfortunately, due to the special operation, we will have to close our project Raccoon Stealer. The members of our team who are responsible for critical moments in the operation of the product are no longer with us. We are disappointed to close our project. Further stable operation of the Stealer is physically impossible. However, according to other reports, it does not appear they will be gone forever, as they state that they plan to rebuild the lost components and relaunch in a few months. With the closure of Raccoon Stealer, security firm 3Xport claimed that the threat actors are now moving to the Mars Stealer operation, which offers a similar service to Raccoon. According to a post in a Russian-speaking cross-site scripting hacking forum, the Mars team have been overwhelmed with requests since Raccoon announced they were shutting down, making it difficult to respond to everyone. 
Therefore, we should likely expect a sharp surge of campaigns utilising the Mars Stealer in short order, as threat actors move over to the service, which operates in a similar manner to Raccoon. The invasion of Ukraine has had a significant impact on cybercrime and the hacking underground, with many threat actors residing in the country and publicly taking sides in the war. A representative of the now-defunct Maze ransomware operation recently released their master decryption keys for past victims. In a conversation with the Maze representative who leaked these keys, Bleeping Computer was also told he is Ukrainian and was arrested by the Ukrainian police. And of course, the recent Conti leaks of internal chats, source code, and the doxing of TrickBot and Conti ransomware members was directly caused by the criminal operations taking sides with Russia and upsetting Ukrainian threat actors and researchers who were also part of its infrastructure. The Federal Communications Commission, or FCC, in America have added the Russian cybersecurity firm Kaspersky to its covered list, saying it poses an unacceptable risk to US national security. Kaspersky services covered by this decision include information security products, solutions and services supplied by Kaspersky or any linked companies, including subsidiaries or affiliates. The FCC's ban list was also expanded to include Chinese state-owned mobile service providers China Mobile International and China Telecom Americas. At almost the exact same time, HackerOne blocked Kaspersky's access and indefinitely suspended its bug bounty program. HackerOne's decision to disable the Kaspersky bug bounty program follows another blow received by the Russian company after Germany's Federal Office for Information Security, the BSI, warned companies against using Kaspersky products in any capacity. The BSI suggested that the Russian authorities could force the antivirus provider into allowing Russian intelligence to launch cyber attacks against its customers or have its products used for cyber espionage campaigns. The Lapsus Threat Group are reportedly back from the week-long vacation they announced last week, posting 70 gigabytes worth of data purportedly stolen from software development giant Globant. We are officially back from vacation, the gang wrote on their Telegram channel, posting images of exfiltrated data and admin credentials. These credentials, reportedly belonging to Globant's customers, unlock several of the company's Atlassian suite DevOps platforms, including GitHub, Jira, Confluence, and the Crucible code review tool. This shared 70GB torrent file purportedly also contains Globant's source code, as well as the Atlassian admin passwords. Screenshots also show a folder directory of what looks like various companies across the world, including tech bigwigs ArcServe, Facebook, the Apple Health app, DHL, Citibank, BNP Paribas Cardiff, and Citibanamex, among many others. Just a teaser of the Globant data Lapsus has promised to leak. Lapsus Group's vacation may well have been abroad, for all we know, or it may have been time spent reshuffling. Since last week, the City of London Police arrested seven people suspected of being directly connected to the gang. This arrest coming within hours of Bloomberg publishing a report about a teenage individual living at his mother's house near Oxford who's suspected of being the Lapsus mastermind. The police didn't verify whether or not they had arrested this specific Oxford teen. However, given that he is reportedly a minor, they legally could not divulge that information anyway. All of the suspects arrested by London police at time of recording have since been released. Thank you very much for listening to the Italian Threat Intel Weekly podcast. Please don't hesitate to contact us should you have any questions about any of the items outlined here. And thank you very much for listening.